Hello, party people. It is 12.12 p.m. here in Algiza, Egypt on April the 17th, 2022. And I have a very hard truth to reveal. I am supposed to be on day, I think, 20 or day 17. Let me just say that. I'm supposed to be on day 17 of my fast. But yesterday... And the day before, right around 2 o'clock, my wheel got weak and I ate some peanuts on both days. I was like, I got to eat a peanut (laughs) and some water. Now, I was still hungry. What I realized is that only made things worse. It really only made things worse. And I didn't record my podcast because I was feeling guilty because I was by myself and I was like well Kamika they'll never know if you don't tell them they will never know if you don't tell them but there are some things that I deem as none of your business and then there are things that I deem as You know, if you have the courage to tell people when you are weak, God will bless you with the confidence to get back to being strong. As a matter of fact, it's all the same thing. So today I'm in my bed. It is an off day. Uh, I'm going to get up in a few minutes, but I really feel like two days ago I got up and I went to the mall. I did a lot of active stuff and it caused me to be hungry in a way that I just, you know, I I didn't even think to pray. I literally was just like, I, I've got to eat like. And it was a temporary fix to my 30-day attempt to fast and pray. And then the day after that, I had told, I had agreed to chaperone a student's international something, something or another. And... I get over to the school and the head of the SLO wasn't there. I think she had gone to run an errand or something. And so I didn't really know what to do. And so the students were like, well, just sit here, Miss Kamika. Just have a seat right here. These jokers sat me next to some kind of banner. It was like this vertical banner with these fries on it, these like... <laughs> now I don't know if I've told y'all this, but Egypt and their fry game cannot be topped. Most like ninety nine point nine percent of the places here where you're eating French fries, they are fresh cut potatoes, washed probably right out of the ground, cut, seasoned, and fried to golden perfection. And I cannot think about their fries without 
craving their fries because I haven't been anywhere yet who gave who served me fries that I was like these fries are made by an angel's hands so I'm sitting next to these fries trying not to look at the fries and even on the ad I mean even on this banner they like I just want to reach over and and fool myself and just try to pull one of them from the the picture and I felt myself getting weak well we had I was supposed to have iftar with the kids well like we you know night falls we get outside they give me my box of food and one of this young lady comes up and says Miss Kamika, do you mind if we give you a vegetarian one? Because I had a chicken one. Because all the chicken ones were like special ordered, yada, yada, yada. Well, long story short, these meals had sat outside. And I think I told y'all that the nights here are, are pretty chilly. The You know, the, the temperature is around 58. But there's a wind. So not only did I get a vegetarian meal that had literally like tomato sauce covered pasta but the shit was cold and i mean cold like everything tasted like the box it came in my drink was frozen um i had two of the same salads which i was supposed to have some uh, spring rolls which told me somebody had already gone into my box and took my spring rolls and replaced their salad so i was like not in a position i just wasn't in a position so I was paying for my cheating. I paid for my cheating. And by the time I got home to really eat something, I wasn't even hungry. I was just mad. I was disappointed in myself. I was mad. So I popped me some popcorn, ate it, drank my water, and I went to bed. So now here I am back at it. And I've just told myself, just stay in the bed. If you just stay in the bed and pray. Um, I do have to get up to post some stuff on Teams, which I'm going to do around 2 o'clock. But it really is better for me to just stay in the bed and pray and think about what I did and be thankful that I have been brave enough to admit that I ate them peanuts two days in a row around the same time. And... It's been eye-opening because I honestly, I can try to lie to myself and say, well, technically you are still on your fast because you really didn't eat a whole meal. But the truth is I broke the fast with the peanuts. But I also feel like I can pat myself on the back for going two strong weeks. And I can also pat myself on the back for saying, you got, two, you got two weeks left. So name it and claim it. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, I got to work three days uh, this week, tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which I'm thankful for. Because when I'm working, it's really easy to make it through the day. Because you, you work, you get off at 2 o'clock, and I'm tired by the time I get home. And I'm, I sleep I'll, excuse me, watch an episode of Community so that I can laugh. And then I take a nap and I'm normally, I'll sleep until about 530. And that gives me just enough time to wake up and cook. 
so that by sundown I'm ready to eat. And this evening, I will have the pleasure of dining iftar with one of my students and her mother. They've invited me over. So I'm thankful for that. Um, Outside of that, my dreams have gotten really weird. Like, this morning, I dreamed that I was at T.D. Jakes' church, but I was in my bed like I was in his church laying down on this blue velvet sofa listening to his listening to him preach and he's walking around this congregation and he walks by me and he's like you ought to be ashamed of yourself laying in this bed while you listening to the word of God and I was like but you don't understand I'm in Egypt (laughs) and as I'm trying to explain it to him He's walking around tapping people, telling them to uh, choose. You know, he's going to come back around and we need to have a Bible verse selected. And at first I didn't hear him. I thought he was giving us a specific Bible verse. But then I asked somebody and she was like, no, just he wants you to just find a Bible verse. So I go like to the front of my Bible, but the book of Amos was in the front of my Bible. It wasn't Genesis, Exodus, or Leviticus. It was, it was uh, Amos. And down at the bottom of Amos was a Bible verse. Let me see if I can remember because I didn't write this down. It was a Bible verse about when you are in... When you're going through a trial or a tribulation, you have to know that it was something like you got to know that God is with you. And I can't even remember because I, I, I had, and I had two Bibles. That's what's funny is I had two Bibles and I, I opened them both up and turned them to this Bible verse and marked it. And then I got out of the bed and started walking around the church and there was this back area to the church where it was like a gift shop and they were selling all of these African figurines from like where T.D. Jakes basically had gone to Africa and bought all of this stuff and brought it back and there was this back room that was being run by church members um, and it was kind of placed behind the music ministry because I remember walking by music instruments And then going into this like glassed in gift shop. And I was looking at all of these like African figurines, bracelets, jewelry, clothing, what have you. And it was way more affordable than what I'm paying for stuff here. And so I was looking for things to buy. But I was also trying to get by these things before I had to be back at my my velvet blue bed down in the sanctuary in another dream I was in a car with this guy that I like and his brother and we were dropping the brother's girlfriend off at her apartment and she lived in these projects There was nobody out and around. The only way that I knew they were projects was just by the 
the the um composition of the 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 buildings they look like projects in Dallas like when you go into Dallas there are certain like old school projects and they have they're those red those red orangey brick uh apartment fourplexes kind of composition buildings and I didn't want to go in so the guy that I was with his brother and the girl they all go into her apartment and I walk up this hill where the the new reciprocity is Tisha Creer has this I don't even know what it was because she wasn't selling food in there. It was like a bookstore, you know, uh, joining place. And all of these these women were in there, you know, with their headdresses on. And and I walk into this space and there are these magazines on the table where somebody has ventured out and started this magazine. And it's packaged in a certain way. And I pick it up, and I'm looking through it, and I see Ashley Wilkerson accepting an award. And I look up, and she's standing right there by me. So I asked her to autograph mine because um, I was headed back to to Africa. I was, I was, I knew that I was in Texas temporarily, and I was getting ready to head back to Egypt. So I thought it was really cool that I got to run into her, and she could sign that for me, so that I could keep it as a keepsake. So I'm walking around and I'm seeing different people and I start humming. And somewhere in the distance, I could hear Tisha humming too. And so I began to harmonize with the humming. And then I run into Tisha. We have a brief moment of, hello, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. Well, I got to get back because I didn't want to get left by this dude that I liked or that I was with. And I didn't, I don't, I think I had left my purse or something back in the car because I I wanted to call him to tell him that I had wandered up the hill and that I was coming back. So I didn't have a phone with me. And when I walked out of this place that Tisha was running on the hill, all the women inside the place were humming the tune that Tisha and I had been humming. So I run back down the hill and lo and behold, the guy that I was with was waiting for me. And I told him, I said, I'm so glad you're still here because I thought you were going to leave me. And he was like, no, I was going to wait for you. I'm, you know, I knew I don't I don't know where you, I didn't know where you had gone, but I wasn't going to leave you. And no, okay. I get back down the hill and I call him. I get my phone out of the car and I call him. And while we're talking, he's saying this, you know, I wasn't going to leave you. His mom is on the phone and she calls me something else. She's like, is this such and such? And he's like, no, mama, this is not such and such. And she was like, you sure sound like such and such. The I thought this was the girl you dated. <laughs> In another city, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't think nothing of it. I was just like, I ain't met your mama. She don't know me. This is new, whatever. Um, Yeah. And it's weird because when I first started the fast, 
I wasn't remembering my dreams, but I realized that like my dreams are very, very, very vivid right around between like 6.30 and 7.30 a.m. So having to wake up and eat at before the sun comes up, is it just, it, shift, it shifted my body out of its natural comfort zone, but it's pushed me into this other area of consciousness that I wouldn't otherwise be aware of if I wasn't fasting. And I'm finding that I feel remarkable. I'm finding that I feel chosen. I'm finding that I feel blessed. I'm finding that I feel whole. And not just in an earthbound way. Because I'm going to tell y'all. One of the things that used to always turn me off about people who claim Christianity. Because that's how I grew up. Was that they were always Christians in the church. But as soon as the lights went off and the doors were locked and they were back at their homes, they were anything but Christian. And that was kind of the the, the part of life that I resided in was that mean, nasty um, area of being human and taking for granted that God was going to forgive you for whatever transgressions you did and laughing behind people's backs and presenting to the world what you wanted them to believe about you instead of presenting to the world your truth your real whole truth of having a weak will and not being obedient at all that's where I resided because I always felt like it's better for me to be a hypocrite well not even a hypocrite let me not say that it's better for me to live in the real truth than to get up and go to church and try to pacify God with a lie. So I'm realizing a lot about myself in terms of being in Egypt by myself Being on the other side of the time clock, which means when I want to call somebody, you know, if I don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. I uh, earlier this week, I tried to call like three people and I missed them. I mean, all three of them, I missed them. And (laughs) I was okay with that. I had to be. And I'm also realizing, like I told y'all, these voices, like these inner voices, And there's more than one. There's not just me, myself, and I. There's like me, myself, and I. And then there's Irene and Kathy and Shaniqua and all of them. And to be able to have the time to really get to know myself in this way. Without being in prison. Like without feeling like I can't go anywhere. You know. And being honest. Fully honest with myself. Um... And aligning myself with being able to hear the word of God. Because I still accept the fact that I am a divine manifestation of the work of God. And Jesus is my blueprint. And Martin Luther King Jr. is my example. Muhammad is my example. 
all of these wonderful people who have come to earth and defied the odds are my examples. My ancestors are my examples. My Uncle Joe, my Aunt Edna, my grandfather Adolphus, they are my examples. And when I call on them, they answer. So I'm back at it. I'm back at it. I'm back at it. And I don't, you know, the best thing is for me not to even expose myself to this world right now because I don't want to run into a picture of fries. And I don't want to go out and exhaust myself thinking that, well, if I go out here and, and get tired, I can come home and just crash because no, you're going to get, you, you're hungry. I was hungry. And I had fallen into this old conditioning of of knowing that well now you've burned this energy so you got to replace this energy that you burned with some kind of nutrition and here's the lie sleeping burns energy laying down you know you're burning energy when you're dreaming you're burning energy but it doesn't take from you what the sun takes from you it doesn't take from you what walking takes from you it doesn't take from you what thinking takes from you it doesn't take from you what having to figure out am I I gonna go right or left am I gonna buy this shirt or not I did I went shopping y'all so I, I decided to stop living um in a certain way I was one of those people who would just be like that's cute and I think it looks cute on me but I'm not gonna buy it Honey, I went and shopped yesterday, day before yesterday. Y'all hear me? I went and shopped. So, <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> so, I'm realizing that Ramadan is really about your relationship with God. And it'll, it's, it'll best behoove you to um, take the time that you need. And stay in constant communication with God. Now, let me tell you how God rewarded me. This is why I think I've been able to wake up and just say, you know what? I ate them peanuts. Is <laughs> because I am blessed. I had an amazing meeting yesterday that went flawlessly. Like, and I was able to show the people in the meeting that I'm serious about what it is that 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 I want for not just me but for us and I was able to discover things about the people in the meeting that I did not know that only grew my respect for them and my love for them and my appreciation for them and my thankfulness for them I'm surrounded by angels and I told them that I was like I'm really really blessed to be able to have people in my life who genuinely support me and genuinely want to see me succeed and genuinely um, have what it takes to be strong in purpose and to be good-hearted people. Nobody, like there are no agendas. Nobody is keeping anything from anybody. Nobody, it was just beautiful. It was really, really beautiful and <clears throat> I'm sorry y'all I am um my eyes have teared up a little bit um it you know to be able to just be blessed and be able to sit in the blessing and to be able to know that 
my prayer life is stronger and that who I am is um, who I am. I am who I am. I am exactly who I say I am. So that felt good. And it feels good to know that what I do is what I'm supposed to do. And I don't have to go out here and scrape and scrounge and try to make things happen anymore. I just don't, y'all. I don't. I don't, you know, it's really easy. And it's not age. It's not age at all. Because uh, I've never been allowed to be my age because nobody has ever believed me to be my age when I was my age. So I've let that go. This is not about aging. It is about maturing, but it's also about immaturing. You know, it's about stepping down and really letting God tell me and say to me, this is what this is. I am building a world for you. And that world is the world that you will command. That is the world that you will rule. That is the world where you will be queen. And to be able to open my mouth and ask people the hard questions as it relates to me being in their lives and moving on or staying. But I have a genuine friendship that's happening right now with the writer and I'm so thankful for her. Because y'all have no idea what we're creating right now. You have no idea. And it's fun and it's enjoyable. Um, and it, the, 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 it's reciprocal, you know. It's reciprocal. It's not, oh, y'all just don't know. Y'all just don't know. But I know that everybody has their, their, their paved road and everybody has their pebbled road. And <clears throat> some people are out here right now going through. And I'm praying. I'm praying. But I also, you know what? God is just. And there's nothing out here that's going on that God doesn't have his hand in. And sometimes we just have to pray for acceptance. We have to pray for submission to the will of God. Which is, goes all the way back to me saying we need to learn how to celebrate our sadness. We need to learn how to holler and shout. When we lose, because it's never really losing if you tr- if you, if you have a life um, where God is at the head of it, it hurts, but that hurt is a healing. It's a balm, and I've always lived on a very 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 dark side of life. You know where I knew when somebody is 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 not gonna make it to go spend time with them if that's my will, so that when they do leave this earth. I'm okay. I've always been that. Always. Maybe not been allowed to when I was a child, but I've always been aware of it. So, I am here as a living witness that fasting and prayer is something that I think people need to start practicing in earnest. And... Not to get something from God, not to get anything out of it, but to learn shit, to learn who you are. A lot of people walking around here and just because you got a job and you can pay your bills and you can go to church and, and give your 10 percent. That doesn't necessarily mean you know who you are. Now, there are some saints out there. 
because they've had to pay. They've had to travel the hard road. And there are people out there who have picked up, you know, they they bent down and picked up picked up the cross of service. And I know several people who've done that. You know, I know people who've adopted children. And I know people who have given up everything to serve. But I know that for me, this is about confidence and courage. My, my journey is about confidence and courage. And service through being confident and service through having courage. Because God has made a super way for me. I tell myself every day, I cannot believe I'm living an all bills paid life right now. And how can I make this my my whole life? (laughs) How can I live a whole all bills paid life, you know? But I'm a writer, you know, I'm, I'm living in my gifts and I'm thankful for my gifts. I celebrate God in my gifts. I'm a writer. I am a teacher, I am a storyteller, I am a worker, I am ambitious, I am optimistic, I am happy, I am a happy black girl, I am a happy black woman, I own land, and I am putting something on that land right now in the name of Jesus, in the remarkable name of Prophet Jesus. It's happening. And I couldn't be happier in this space by myself. Yeah, I want a lot of things. And yeah, I I I I love to love. I've never been with anybody I didn't love. And that love never changed. What changed was my common sense. You know what I mean? So the path is has opened even wider. And my obedience is in place. My focus is in place. Hmm. So today, um, oh y'all, my roommate been gone for four days. She been gone. Oh, she been gone. She been gone. And I don't know, y'all. I don't know if it's. I I told somebody this the other day, but. My roommate has a smell, and when she's not here, I don't smell it. When she's here, I smell it. And you know what? I'm going to leave it at that because this is not about me going in on. And this this is, let me say this too. When I was young, I remember like the white people smell, like when they when their hair is wet or whatever. I remember that smell because I went to a, a middle school with white folk and I had friends that were white and whenever they were wet, there was this smell. But this is not that smell. This is a whole, this is like a British white smell. And I know some of y'all like, oh, here she go. Well, here I am. Yes. This is my one year in Egypt and I'm telling everything as much as I can. But she has a smell. And I think when I first got here I was like it's kind of a nursing home smell and what I'm telling y'all is I haven't gotten used to it when I smell it I smell it every single time 
every single time. And that's just what I'm going to say about that. I'm so, I'm just, you know, I'm one of them black people who is just tired of. <laughs> like, white people ain't that important to me in that way. Like, my friends, they are my friends. But sometimes, y'all, it's just these these differences that come out in us that make, it just make the world such a crazy, fucked up place to be in because of race and all of that. Like, everybody should be able to live in their their element of being, you know, put on this earth by something greater than all of us. We should be allowed to just be who we are. But I did have this one little bit where I was like, no wonder they had to snatch us because we could smell them before they even showed up. So, of course, they had to get their guns and <laughs> and force their way on us. Because I'm telling you, that smell is not for naught. It's something to it. It is something to it. It's something to it. You know, if Cleopatra and them knew to douse their little musty bodies in oil and 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 berries and juices to smell like nature then we knew when something that wasn't natural was coming around that's all i'm gonna say on it because most of y'all are non-believers y'all don't want to hear it and i'm not gonna force it on you i'm not forcing nothing else on anybody I'm not talking anymore without, you know, I'm just not. I'm not here for no random ass conversations anymore. I'm not here to tell you or to, sh- or you know, I used to always say, I hate when I tell somebody something they don't believe me or they don't listen to me. When I tell you what to do, you don't listen. But you asking me, what do you think? No more, no more, no more, no more, no mas. Ah, la, la, la. No, 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 no. Um... I can officially now move in 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 the bubble in which I live. I don't even need you to know that I live in a bubble. It's not important. Um, so, yeah, I got spring break coming up starting on Thursday of this week. I am going to, right now, I'm going to go to the museum. I'm going to go back to the Museum of Civilization. Um... I'm going to go back there and hang out and do a day trip to Alexandria and actually go into the museum and hang out at the museum all day. Alexandria is about an hour and 30 minutes, maybe an hour 45 from here. Maybe two hours. I can't remember. Um, But I'm going to try to get that all scheduled today. And um, then get ready for May. We have uh, a full month of no vacation time, but we'll be moving into finals. And then I work three weeks in June, and the last day of school is June the 16th. Actually, two and a half weeks. And then I'll be preparing to return to the States and, you know, figure out my next move. But we're still going to take it day by day. And, um, you know, what will be, will be. I'm also reading this book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. 
And it's, you know, y'all, I'm coming full circle. I'm coming full circle because this book, this man wrote a whole book about, you know, how deep work, which is basically isolating yourself to focus, like how technology has moved into the world and people who think they're doing deep work ain't really doing deep work because it's it's uh, shallow at best because deep work requires isolation and deep work requires full focus and concentration and deep work is a process like when you're in the process of deep work you go from beginning middle to end which means you you have a moment where nothing works out you don't believe in it and um you have to, you know, get yourself out of that mind frame so that you can get to the end of the work. Whereas now people are like disappearing for two days and then coming out with this product that they that was seamless and easy and they just threw it out there. And then, you know, two years later, that work can be dismantled and recon- and, and constructed by something else that has come along. And that's it just it it bound me to the fact that, first of all, I come from the generation before the cell phones. But I was also in my prime, like my my 20s. The cell phone came at the end of my 20s. So people had pages and all of that. But for the most part, I remember writing my first book. I remember, you know, uh, when I was in Ordained in Lyrics and, and we would sit around. I would go to Gino's house and we would sit without this te- technological thing. And we would have to work and work and work and work and work at something. And when I wrote my first book, I remember having the money. I was working for Apple Computers, and I remember getting a credit card and going and buying me my first desktop computer. And that is where I wrote my very first novel. I would come home from work, and I would sit at that computer for like four additional hours before I would go to bed at night and put it on a disc, (laughs) bring the disc to work, put it in, you know, the disc drive at work and work on it at work. Um, but it was just, this book is as, as groundbreaking as the modern society think this book is, it just reconnected me to, yeah, Kamika, like you don't have to socialize. Maybe that's why you feel awkward when you're in crowds. And maybe that's why you don't ever really hang out the way people think you, you're, you're going to hang out because I'm awkward as, as, as all get out y'all. Like I'm awkward. I don't like sitting around just socializing because it's dangerous it just feels dangerous because as much as people are looking at you and like yeah oh yeah girl yeah how many and but they're judging you and you're judging them or it puts you in a position of judging and then that's the that's the conversation that you have when you go home and I just don't like that I don't, I've never liked it now I have participated in it fully at certain points in my life but at a certain point, I just like I became an avoider. I became a person who was like full of excuses, like no, nah, I'm not gonna be able to make it, or I just wouldn't show up. Or people be like, "Come spend the weekend with me," and I'd be like, "Eh," <laughs> because man, proximity without purpose is poison. Y'all, please just put that on my 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 gravestone. Like proximity without purpose is poison, and I just. I don't like it. I don't like it. I am a purpose. I am a purpose-driven person. I am a purpose-driven person. I am a purpose-driven person. I like purpose. I like work. I like what are we trying to do? Let's get that done. And all of this other stuff, 
keep it moving because that's the stuff that keeps you from getting the work done. Don't nobody need your opinion on somebody's clothes. Don't nobody need your opinion on what somebody said. If God told you to go do something, you go do that and and get it done and you keep it moving. But unfortunately, that's that's like, you know, when I walk out of my room, I'm exposed to all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm simply exposed to all of that. The other day, my roommate was was very, very irked because she had planned a trip and one of the other co-workers never really confirmed. Well, according to my roommate, because another let me tell you this another thing. When people are telling me stuff, I'm always I'm not really listening to them. I'm all, I'm just telling myself there's two sides to this story. There's two sides to this story. It might be three. But anyway, she uh, had planned a trip and one of the other co-workers, according to my roommate, never confirmed. So the day before the trip, the night before the trip, when we were at the midnight iftar on our way there, the other co-worker texted my roommate and my roommate was sitting next to me on the bus. So she starts going, oh, my God, I can't believe she's doing this. And she's huffing and puffing. And I'm like, what? And she's like. All of a sudden, she's asked the other coworker who was had texted my roommate and said, "What time do they leave tomorrow?" And my roommate had uh, told me that she didn't include the other coworker on the the planning because she never confirmed. And she came up with this excuse. She was like, "Yeah, the other night I was listening to her talk." To her daughter and she was and I thought she was still trying to convince her to come on the trip so I didn't include her on the trip now this is this is a prime example of what I'm talking about y'all because instead of her just dealing with it she's now complaining to me and telling me I didn't include her on the trip so she texts the roommate I mean texts the the co-worker back and says here's the the name of the tour guide I didn't include you on the trip I'm sure he can add you on, take care of, you do it. But what I'm saying is that my roommate, because she had put herself in the center of this as the person who was planning, in my mind, you shouldn't be mad at her. You should be like, oh, okay, well, I'll take care of it. I got you. Now, some of y'all would be like, no, no, no. But here, once again, we don't know the whole story. We don't know the whole story. But my thing is, if you want somebody to go, you get confirmation. You get your confirmation. You don't just make the plan. You don't assume that they're not coming. You get the yes or no. So that's what I mean, y'all. And it's a lot of that going on. It's so much of that going on. But that's, that's lack of responsibility. It's like you set yourself up for to be, to be some kind of good guy in a world full of bad guys that you are choosing to put in these weird positions. So I don't know how it turned out and I don't care. I just know that she behind the coworkers back was making it seem like the coworker was being difficult and the coworker, you know, needed to make up her mind. But I'm like, but y'all was inviting people to get the discount anyway. I got the ticks. I'm <laughs> they gonna probably throw me out the group. But I'm in this little group and I never respond. I tell them I'm only gonna respond if I'm gonna participate. But the last time I responded to participate, they canceled it and I was like, that's it. I'm not doing this no more. 
I'm not doing this no more. I'm not playing with y'all. Um, so, um, and I know, like, they know I'm weird. They know, and I'm not weird. I just know who I am. And I know my limits, and I know where I draw the line. And I just, I've spent all my life being a people pleaser. And now I question everything before I do it. You know, I have to check myself. And I think that's a beautiful thing because if more of us did that, I think the world would be just a little bit better, you know, just a little bit better. Um, so that's that. Um, yeah, that's that. I don't have anything else to say. Be good, be good, be good, be God. Peace. <laughs>